So Deidre's going to read those for us. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 1, beginning at the 67th verse. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke this prophecy. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has looked favorably on his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty savior for us in the house of his servant, David. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Fantastic. You may take a seat. It's a nice short Bible reading this this evening. And that means the sermon will be short. I promised you it will be short. Uh, For those who haven't met me, my name is Dale Lennon. I uh, look after a bunch of things here in the life of the church. I call myself the lesser minister to Stuart. Uh, I look after youth, young adults, and and a bit of the music, you might have seen a little bit earlier. It is Christmas Eve. Congratulations. You made it. You survived. You got here. Amidst all the craziness that I'm sure you have faced today, you made it to Christmas Eve. And tomorrow will be Christmas Day, as it is. It's amazing how we as humans seem to live from event to event. Certainly, I feel this way sometimes, and I wonder if you do as well. At this time of year, there's something happening, and we're going to something else, and we've got to be at something else. Maybe we've got dinner over here, and lunch over there, and breakfast over here. Family events, left, right, and center, school, university, all sorts of things happening during Christmas time. And sometimes we can get stuck on what are the right things that we need, the right presents, the right food, maybe the right people, maybe the right Christmas service. Did you come to the right one? Did you get it right this year? Our Bible reading this evening shows how God had a plan, planned out perfectly, how he used Zechariah in this instance, the man who was speaking, this father of John the Baptist, to prophesy about God's great plan for humanity, God's great plan for Christmas. God looked favorably upon his people, these verses say, and soon he would send the great saviour, the redeemer, a mighty saviour from the house of David. See, God's plan for humanity had long been in place, and we know this not only from Zechariah's words in our passage tonight, but from many other parts of Scripture. Zechariah does give us a very important hint about this, though. He mentions the house of David. And in essence, what he's doing when mentioning the house of David is he's mentioning Jesus' family tree, the family tree of Jesus. That it was long. There was a lot of detail to it. I don't know if you've ever spent much time reading through the genealogies in Matthew and Luke, but both of those Gospels provide us with a detailed rundown. Lots of little details, and I'm going to read every single one. No, lots of details about Jesus' ancestors, the line that would culminate in Jesus. And this starts from Adam and Eve in Matthew's Gospel and from Abraham in Luke's Gospel. And it runs to King David and then, of course, to Jesus himself. What has always struck me as powerful in these genealogies of Jesus is how God used faulted people to bring about his plan. God used sinful people, weak people, normal people, average people, to bring about his plan, to bring Jesus to earth. Listed in this genealogy are people that disobeyed God, people like Abraham, despite his great faith as well, a murderer like David, 
the King David. A prostitute like Rahab is mentioned. A pagan like King Manasseh, one who worshipped another god. And the list goes on. God used average people, sinful people, to bring about his plan, to bring Jesus to earth. A lot of detail went into the coming of Jesus, and just like any family, the family of Jesus was complex, and it had its problems, its issues. This is normal for every family, except for yours. I'm sure it's perfect, right? Everything's good, yep. Every family has its struggles. Every family has its difficulties. Every family has its black sheeps. Every family has the golden children, the ones that are held up on the pedestal. God chose to use an interesting family to bring Jesus to earth. He didn't choose to use a heroic, conquering family like the Hasmoneans or the Maccabeans, whose family tree can be seen on the left of this screen. There's actually three family trees up there. Jesus is the one in the middle. I know it might be a bit far away, so you might not be able to see it all. He didn't choose to bring Jesus through the, the nobility, through the aristocracy of the time, to be born into wealth or privilege like that of the other family tree on the other side, to the right, King Herod Agrippa. God chose to use a family in obscurity at the time, but one of royal line, the line of David, the line of kings, to fulfill the promises that he had given to the children of Israel throughout the Old Testament, that he had given to the family of God, the children of Israel. The family that had many blemishes, but had turned to God often, and had often repented and sought to follow him. I think there's a really powerful lesson for us to learn here on Christmas Eve. The family of God is one of faith, and we are connected by faith, often with failings, but with forgiveness offered to us, offered by the one God who is faithful, forever faithful. An entrance to this family of God is by new birth, birth through faith in Jesus Christ. And it's by faith in Jesus that you are a member of this family of God, by accepting him as your Lord and Saviour and believing on him. In the book of Hebrews, it explains that that's how we join the big family. That's how it all comes together. And despite that, we all have our little quirks and oddities as well. See, because God sees the heart. God sees what's happening on the inside, not necessarily the outside. This Christmas Eve, I want to encourage us to not fall for a Christmas charade. And let me explain. Christmas is not about appearances. It's about who we really are on the inside, who we are before God, where our heart is, It doesn't matter what school we might have gone to or that our parents might have gone to or the money we might have come into. I might have lost my microphone for a second. It doesn't matter what you drive or where you live. It doesn't matter to God if you appear exactly right. What does matter is your heart before him. The outward appearance might show signs of beauty, like the stunning Christmas trees that have been around, maybe like the stunning Christmas tree in your home or the lights that you have seen on beautiful houses around the Gold Coast. It's not about appearances. 
Many will try to play happy families this Christmas and not deal with real hurt, real pain, real difficulty. But God wants us to deal with our hurts and pains with him, through him. He wants to help us this Christmas. He wants to heal us this Christmas. He wants to heal our families. Most of all, he wants to deal with us, work with us, deal through our sins, just as he worked through the sins of all mankind on that cross. Paul, the apostle, wrote in Romans chapter 11 that we as the family of God have actually been grafted into a tree of God, the family tree of God. We've been grafted into that group. Welcome, you're welcome to the group of God's family. Welcome to the group of the Jews. Did you know you're a Jew? Did you know that? The Bible says you are. Congratulations. You are now a Jew. You've been grafted into God's family. This is how it works. We join, no matter where we are at. We don't have to be perfect. Our appearance might not appear great. But God looks at the heart. And by faith, we are part of the family tree of God. And through, through that, we have access to forgiveness. We become brothers and sisters, a part of this big, beautiful family with all its quirks. And we are defined by the grace, forgiveness, and love of Jesus. Particularly by his work on the cross for us. And we'll celebrate this with great joy tomorrow as well. Christmas Day. This Christmas, it can be very easy to get caught up in the appearances. To join the Christmas train and not really connect with God. For in just over a week's time or so, all of our events are going to stop. We won't have so much to prepare for. Or maybe we will. It'll just be different things that we'll prepare for. But God's plan and his purpose for you will continue, regardless. And if you have faith in Jesus Christ tonight, you are a part of the family of God, this family tree. And for you, Jesus came. For you to know him. This Christmas, a saviour has been born. He was already born. But he's born for you. For you to know him and to be a part of his family and his plan. So as my last word to you this Christmas Eve, would you draw near? Would you draw near to Jesus? Would you open your heart to him this Christmas? There's going to be a video that's going to play.